Amen. It's such a delight to be here this morning with you all, and uh, thank you so much for having us this morning. Uh, yes, uh, it's a privilege to be working and serving with Operation Mobilization. I say we are a bunch of sinners saved by God's grace for His glory. Yes, we work in 110 countries, sipping tea in Turkey, playing soccer in Argentina, reaching the Afghans through our radio ministry, reaching out and ministering the sick in Africa. We want to be everywhere. Like Apostle Paul says, to be all things for all people, to save some. That's our motto. And uh, our motto and mission is to mobilize people to pray, is to mobilize people to give, and mobilize people to go. Uh, we do this in partnership with churches such as this, and uh, we want to provide those resources so that God's vision and purpose in our lives is fulfilled. I'm excited today about uh, today's passage. Pas your pastor, Ike, prescribed us a verse for this morning. And uh, the verse for this morning is Matthew chapter 25, verse 40. But in order to understand uh, this particular verse, we have to go back and look at the whole passage. Uh, Matthew chapter 24 talks about Jesus foretelling about the destruction of the temple. Uh, it also talks about the signs of the end age. And it also talks about coming of the Son of Man. And, and in chapter 25, after he speaks about all these things, what happens when the Son of Man comes in his glory? And this particular chapter we're looking at, this particular passage, talks about the way of the sheep and the way of the goat. It talks about service in light of judgment. Service in light of judgment. If you have your Bible, I would like you to open it to Matthew chapter 25, Verses from 31 to 46. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. And he will separate people from one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those in his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and clothed you? And then when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them and say, Truly I say to you, as you did to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did to me. Then he will say to those on the left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger or naked, or sick or in prison, and did not minister to you. 
Then he will answer them saying, truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into the eternal punishment, but the righteous into the eternal fire. Can we look to God in prayer? Heavenly Father, as we look into these scriptures, we recognize it's so powerful. And you're speaking to us this morning, O oh Father. We pray that you would reveal to us what it is that you want to speak to us. Lord, fill me where my inadequacies are. And Lord, fill me with, with, with the words that you want, us, want me to say this morning. Lord, make us what we're not. Teach us what we know not. And give us what we have not through this passage of scripture this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have you ever wondered if you were Jesus' one of Jesus' disciples and walking and serving with him? For example, I wonder if I were Jesus' disciple and I was with him serving and he were to ask me, Joel, could you grab me a drink? Because I'm thirsty. Could you go fetch me a sandwich or a bowl of soup? I've been walking all day long and I need something to eat. Or what if Jesus were to come this morning from those doors? How would your reaction be? You would say, Joel, yes, if Jesus was here, we would serve him. We would take him to the best of the restaurants in Leamington. But you would say, he's not here. He's not among us. He's, in the, he's with the Father, seated at the right hand of the Father. But I tell you, there's good news. Jesus is here, and he's among us. And he need, he's, he's in need. Imagine the, the picture in verse 31. that says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Can you imagine that? Can you picture that in your mind? How glorious it would be. This is uh, the final judgment. When I was reading this, this passage out loud at home, uh, trying to prepare myself. And I, when I finished reading, my, wife's look, my wife looks at me and says, this is very... Very serious, isn't it? When I read the scripture, when I, when I get to the end of it, the other part of the story, yes, it is very serious. The matter that is being communicated to us here is about the most important day anybody would face. And this includes you and me. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate sheep from the goat. You see, there is a, there is a distinction between the sheep and the goat. Because the sheep and the goat don't do well together. Because of the nature of the sheep and the nature of the goats. They cannot feed well together. They cannot stay well together. And here in verse 32 it says, And he will separate them and put them on the right and the left. You see, he separates them. He separates the sheep because the sheep belong to him. The separation is because he is holy. And we are made holy because of him. In John chapter 10 verse 27 says, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. John chapter 10 verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Can you imagine that? The good shepherd lays his life down for his sheep. And you see the sheep are placed at the right hand. If you, were, if you were to go back in those days, there is a certain distinction why the Lord separates between the right and the left. The right signifies a place of honor. It signifies respect. 
It signifies, you know what? It signifies inheritance. And, and he separates the sheep because they're blessed and they're already inherited. And majority of them, you know, listening to Jesus say, Jesus, they must be thinking, when did we see you hungry? Or when, when did we see you naked or in, in prison? Or when we weren't even alive? And Jesus anticipated that question. And in verse 40, he says, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of my brothers, you did it to me. It was a privilege last Sunday to listen to the OM Ships leader. Uh, we had an event in Brampton at Pastor Steve Shane's church, Bramley Baptist Church, and he was sharing uh, some stories that OM Ships is doing around the world. The OM, our OM Ship ministry goes from port to port. Uh, the fundamental uh, ministry it has is to bring knowledge, help, and hope along with the churches in partnering the churches in different parts of the world. And he was sharing a story of uh, the reading glasses. We have many programs on board Logos Hope, and one of these programs includes giving people uh, reading glasses. In many of, the, many of the countries in the world, people can't read not because they don't know how to read, but they don't have the proper equipment to read. And he shared us a story about this gentleman who's 50 years old. And as the crew member was checking his eyes, and uh, trying to uh, test his eyes and come up with the right number of glasses. And then he puts on the glass to the gentleman, and the gentleman starts crying. And he says, and the crew member asks him, why are you crying? And he says, I haven't been able to read for the last 15 or 20 years, and I'm the local pastor in this town. In February 2014, the crew on board visited prisons in Taiwan. They had the opportunity to minister to the prisoners in Taiwan. They were, they were, they were able to encourage them and tell them the bigger picture of what God, why God created them and how to, how to get, find eternal life in Jesus. They were able to minister to them. And one of the crew members said, I've never been in prison, but this has changed my life, going and ministering to the people in the prison. But talking about prison, I remember distinctly about my own childhood when I was 9 or 10. I was born and raised in South India, and I was um, born, to, born in a Christian family. My dad is a pastor, and he goes around and uh, plants churches around in different villages. And one, on a Saturday, I was 9 or 10, uh, my mom said, today we're, we will be going to a prison. And I was thinking to myself, why would anybody want to go to a prison? Is, is that place for bad people? Is that place where people in the society are not acceptable? They have done something wrong? My feeble mind did not understand why someone would go to prison. But I wrestled with those questions in my mind, and I distinctly remember that day. We went to this prison, and, and the hall was as half the size of this place, and we had inmates on the other side, not too far from where we were sitting. And we were singing uh, before my dad could uh, get up and speak. We were singing songs, and I was so enthusiastically singing. And there comes this man. I was a high, and he comes, he kneels on his, he kneels down, and he hugs me. I didn't know what to do. He starts crying. I start crying. I had no idea what's going on. My, my mother is trying to console me that it's okay. He's not going to hurt you. And as I went back that night and I thought, yes, people in prison do need people going and visiting them. At that point in time, I didn't recognize uh, the, the, uh, the importance of going and visiting people in the prison. 
OM, OM in the Near East last year when over 2 million refugees have fled into neighboring countries and in 4.25 million people had been internally displaced in Syria in an ongoing conflict. OM worked alongside local believers in Syria and surrounding countries to provide aid, seeing both individuals from nominal Christian backgrounds and also people from Muslim backgrounds come to faith because of what they did. As a result of which, now there are small groups that are being established, and people are, our team is able to disciple them. OM has partnered with 30 local churches and Christian groups in Lebanon, in Jordan, and in Syria to bring aid to Syrian refugee families. Each partnering local church committed to adopting a number of refugee families and distributed monthly food packages. I was so encouraged by what Greg said this morning. He was sharing stories about what's happening in Near East and, and Muslim world. When believers and in, in, in these regions, when they were distributing food packs, they were not just giving them away the food packs. They were also praying with each family. That's what we're all about, isn't it? We're not just, we're not just uh, handing out to them our charity, our money, but also we have an intention to reach to their hearts Many of these church members also took time to visit and share God's word with them. In Lebanon, we have like 14 partnering local churches, and nearly two-thirds said they have now started a new Bible study because of what our OM team is doing there. We have two teams in Iraq in this situation, war-torn Iraq and Syria, providing all kinds of help. Aid, not just aid and help in terms of physical realm, but also speaking to them spiritually. Is this not what the king refers when he says to the least of my brothers? Do we, do we make a connection here? And, and, and who are these brothers? In Matthew chapter 12, verses from 48 to 50, it says, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand, Jesus says to his disciples, he said, here are my brothers and my, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and my mother. Notice these, 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 these actions are very simple. Every, everyone can do this. How, how, how many of us can take a glass of water and give it to the person who needs it? It can be any number of things that may not even have been reflected in this passage, in this day and age, that would reflect our lives. You see, the, 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 the characteristics of sheep is they, their, their actions of the sheep are selfless. Can we go back to verse 35 and read what it says? For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to see me. You see, when they saw the need, they were compelled, they were moved with compassion, and they took action. They didn't, they didn't think of anything else. Their reflexes were, how can we help someone? Their reflexes were, we'll pick up the phone and we'll call this person who is in need and talk to them, maybe have them over to our place and minister to them. And they're not looking for, or they're not looking for a pat on the back or recognition. They're rather surprised because their motives are sincere. In verse 37 says, Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? 
or thirsty and give you a drink? And when, we did, when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? See, they don't, don't even have uh, an idea of what they did because their motives were sincere. They were rather surprised by what the Lord is saying here. And they're not looking for a recognition by any stretch of imagination. And, 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 and because of their nature, because of their characteristics, they're blessed by the Father. And please note, the sheep are sheep not because of their good works. Don't get me wrong here. But because of the Father's mercy. And their salvation leads them unto good works and not the other way around. And, and the Bible says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And the, and there, and the, and the third point is their salvation was sure. Verse 34 says, then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. You see here, the, 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 the kingdom was already prepared before even anything came into existence because their salvation is sure. In Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And going back to the next, the left side of the passage, the way of the goat. Here, here you see the very strong language here. We see, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, the left back in the days, or even in, in, in some cultures today, is a place of dishonor. It's a place of disgrace and it's a place of disgust. And, and as a result of it, uh, then they're sent into the eternal fire. They're cursed. And, and you know, if we were to, to understand the, and study the characteristics of the goats, it is totally opposite of what we see in the first passage. Their actions were selfish. Verse 42 says, for I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, you did not visit me. You see, the, the, verse, the, the passage does not say they could not, but it says they did not. If you were to go back to the parables that Jesus speaks in chapter 25, the previous parables, the parables of the ten virgin, and even the parables of the talent here, you will, you will notice that there is a distinction why the, ten, the five virgins could not enter into the kingdom because they did not take the oil with them. It doesn't say they could not, but it says they did. Did not. And the same is with this gentleman who has just one talent the master had given to him. James chapter 2, verse 15 to 6 says, If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you say to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them things needed for the body, what good is that? 
What good is it if you have a brother in your midst and say, hope everything works out for you? You see, their, their, motives, were, their motives were sinful. Verse 44 says, then they will also answer saying, Lord, when did you see, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? It's as if, as if it's saying, Lord, if we knew, if we knew that it was you, we would have done that. If we knew it was Jesus, we'd have done that. But, but you see, their, their motives were sinful. And Jesus always go to the, goes to the motives. And the third, their suffering is sure. Verse 41 and 46 says, there is an eternal punishment because the goats act like goats. But when believers, like sheep, they're, they're moved. They're moved with compassion. And we see the goats, goats are, they don't understand what's happening here. And they say, Lord, what have we done to, to, to have this eternal punishment? We're not bad people. We're, we're, not, we're, not, uh, we're not rapists. We're not killers. Why are you sending, sending us to this eternal lake of fire? But you see, it's, it's very important to see where this comes from in terms of our motives. The Lord always uh, goes into our hearts and touches our motives. I would like us this, this morning to, have, to do a self-evaluation here. What are our motives? Uh, do, how, how do we serve people? Is it out of compulsion? Is it because we have to do what we have to do? Or are we compelled to help people? Are we compelled to pray for those in need? Are we compelled to pray for those that are lost in this world? Are we compelled to give because we want to give, because that God asks us to give? Or are we compelled to give out of compulsion? Are we compelled to go into the world and preach the gospel for any selfish reasons or ulterior motives? but for God's glory. I want us to think about these things. I want, us to, I want you all to, to, to reflect on these things. And before I end, I would just like to say this. Let me look on the crowd as my Savior did till my eyes with tears grow dim. Let me view with purity the suffering sheep and love them for love for him. Can we look to God in prayer this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words this morning. Lord, your word is like two-edged sword. It pierces us. It corrects us. It convicts us. Lord, as we go out today, may, may your word be that word that changes our hearts. May we not go from here the same, but may your words transform us and change us from inside out. May, may we be those people who would pray. May we be those people who would give and go for the expansion of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.